I built up a growth mindset. I was working out hard. I had a higher position in the cleaning company as a supervisor in just 12 months yeah. of being there. It seems like it all started with that decision though. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Can you distill what that decision was in your mind? If you can articulate it. So, as I said, it was just thinking about where do you want to go? Do you want to keep drinking alcohol? Do you want to keep wasting your life? And, you know, be a homeless in Australia and then go back to Colombia and be a useless guy for my parents? Or do you want to really have what you want in life? Do you want to create the life you want? That was the decision. And I said, fuck it. I'm going to try my best to stay in Australia. I have just one goal, extend my visa. I'm going to try my best to do that. And I did with a degree. I'm Ren McDonald, and this is The Hope Initiative, a show dedicated to learning about humans on planet Earth, where I speak with everyday people to find moments of success and struggle in their life to help inspire hope in yours. Hello and welcome to The Hope Initiative. My name is Rin MacDonald. Thank you so much for joining me for episode 113 in 2023 with Andreas Kubidis. Andreas is a guy that I met via Instagram, was introduced by a mutual friend of ours, Bastian Tobai, only a few days ago. And after seeing Andreas's uh, Instagram page and what he was doing, 75 hard, I was intrigued to learn more about his story. He is already doing some incredible feats, but as we go into in this conversation, his story thus far at just 23 years of age is an incredible one, and I'm very, very keen to see how he goes, not only in the next year, but in his life in general. He has some massive goals, and he is backing it up with some massive action. Thank you for the time, Andreas, and I hope you all enjoy listening. Cheers. Andreas Kubidis, welcome to the Hope Initiative. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited for this conversation. Yeah, you're so welcome, man. Thank you for having me here in your home today. We're here near the beach uh, yeah. in the southeastern suburbs of Melbourne. And uh, we've just met 10 minutes ago. We're here recording and I'm so excited to chat with you today, bro. Uh, as I was just saying before we started recording, mutual friend of ours, Bastion Tobayu, introduced us or introduced you to me via Instagram only a few days ago and in looking at your profile and the things that you were doing and are doing, I was like, this this dude will have some cool things to share. So yeah, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to come to your place after only a few days. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> and I thank you for having me in your podcast. I appreciate that. No, you're welcome, man. So a few things that immediately caught my eye uh, was 75 hard, yeah, which is something that you have just completed, which I think we'll come to talk about. It's something yeah, that yeah. I, I completed, uh, well, it's t- over a year ago now in, in 2021, but mutual thing there, you seem like you're a great runner, albeit Bastion said you've only been running for a few years. Yeah. So, so there's all these things. You're also Colombian. You're not, maybe you're born here. I, I don't know too much about you. As I said, I only just came across your Instagram a few days ago. I yeah. know that you work you've got your your singlet on at the moment reclaim is a group that you're you know involved in so i'd love to learn all about that but how i typically like to start these conversations because they're with a stranger 
I would love for you to start with your earliest memory, if you could. Okay. And bring us forward to present day. We're recording this first episode for me in 2023. No worries. Awesome. Yeah. So bring us forward. But I'd like to limit people maybe f- three to four minutes if you can. So pick the key moments in your life and bring yeah, us yeah. forward, Sandras. So I was born in Colombia, Bogota, the capital. Mm. Um, I was born in a good family. Uh, raised by, first of all, grandparents, because my parents were busy working. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom is a dentist, my dad is an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so my great, my earliest memory is watching the Formula One with my grandfather at 4, 5 a.m., 6 a.m. Yeah. It was a great, one of the great, greatest memories, <laughs> having him in front of me, teaching me about the Formula One, I love the Formula One because of him. Mm. It's just been great experience. <laughs> and I live with my grandparents for the fe- first six years of my life. Yeah. And then uh, my parents decide to, you know, buy an apartment. It's good to live you know, as a family now because like, my dad and my mom, they uh, split before I was born. Okay. So, like just few months before I was born, but you know, they came together like six years later. That was, I was living with my parents and rise up by, uh, with my grandparents yep. and rise up by them. Yeah. Wow. So after that, um, when I was like seven, six years old, uh, you know, I went to live with my parents in a beautiful apartment, big apartment. And six years later, my pa, my dad, uh, got broke. He got broke. He made many mistakes. Mm-hmm. And it was like a hard thing for myself, you know, because I was born in a good family. My grandparents gave me everything, yeah. everything I wanted. I was like the first child, main child for them because they got three daughters. Okay. And then my sister and then my cousin, she's, uh, she's a woman. Yeah. So then I was the third one and they were just giving me everything. Yeah, they're like a boy, finally. Yes, the, the boy, finally. <laughs> very excited. For my grandparents, yes. <laughs> and then, yeah, my parents got broke, and then I, that's when I started like, testing the life of like, being poor. Detesting, yep. Yeah, like testing yep. that, because yeah, I have no experience, like my dad telling me, I cannot give you this, uh, I don't have enough uh, to give you for food. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were paying me like a expensive uh, school. Right. So it was hard for me to, you know, uh, be in the school and don't have not have enough for myself and all that kind of stuff. Sure. Uh, two, three years later, um, my parents got back to it. Like they stood up and they tried to make money and they did. Mm-hmm. But it don't, during those three years, uh, because of that dark past, I started drinking alcohol. Okay. Going out with my sister, with his uh, her friends. And trying drugs, smoking, mm. drinking alcohol. I was around 14 years old, 12 yeah. years old when I tried alcohol for the first time. Wow. So then when my parents stood up, they got money again. Uh, we know we were a family of party. Mm. We were drinking. I was around 16 years old. We were drinking. I was drinking with my parents. They gave me the freedom to drink with them. But they always told me, never do drugs. Never do drugs. Anyway, um, I became also the guy that, you know, throwing out parties at school. The guy that goes to parties. You know, I wanted to be the cool guy. I wanted to fit in. And I did pretty well doing that. 
really yeah. i was just all about parties drugs inviting friends to my house going to parties <laughs> yeah and then at 10th grade i decided i wanted to leave colombia something mm. was calling me within myself but i didn't know what it was the only thing that i knew is that i didn't want to go to uni straight away after finishing high school mm-hmm. i wanted to do something before because i noticed that everyone around me and even my yeah, my sister her friends they finished high school and then they went straight to study uni and they were not happy right and i wasn't happy being the guy going to parties i was just like fitting in you know mm. what i mean yeah. and i wanted a different life for myself so i told my parents hey i want to go to australia i don't know why i don't know why I, you know australia is just like 16 kilometers 16,000 <laughs> kilometers away from colombia yeah, yeah. they were like what but my sister support me and yeah they gave me actually the the opportunity to come here right wow. so i came in 20 uh 2017 i was just 18 years old wow i came as a boy like really a kid just 18 years old i came by myself uh having that challenge you know to step into the unknown but the thing is that I was having that fixed mindset when I came here. I was still the guy going to parties. I was still the guy doing drugs. So when I came here, I have I had more freedom to do that. Right. So really bad idea for myself <laughs> because I really started partying every weekend here in Australia, going to chapel, going to CBD every weekend. Just like, it was a disaster. It was a really a disaster. So I did that during 2017, 2018. But in 2018, I made really bad mistakes, really bad mistakes that got me broke here. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have enough food. I was smoking weed every day. My friends used to give me weed for free every day. So I was like, all right, let's do it. Yeah. And that was stopping me to be, uh, you know, to not have the feeling of being hungry. So I wasn't eating. Mm. I was getting skinny and just getting weight and alcohol and alcohol. Until one day I was in a house with friends. We got a house. It became a disaster. We were fighting for everything. We were drinking alcohol. We were destroying the house. Right. So we decided just to go. It was a disaster. We couldn't live anymore. So I started going to hostels by hostels by hostels to step up again to find jobs i found a job in a kitchen and i started working as a kitchen hand and i became far forward one year and a half later like a soup chef there yep, yep. um but yeah that happened then my cousin came to australia so it was like having someone from my family <laughs> but that guy he was also party guy love the party <laughs> and he was 10 years older than me oh wow so then we were good, yeah, we were good. I was now at that moment, I was helping him, giving him money, supporting him, I gave him house, everything. But it was full of party, yeah. full of party every weekend. And I was working in a restaurant bar, so drinking alcohol there, go to the next club, drinking alcohol there. We know the people over there, drinking alcohol, getting drugs. And uh, it was like that for nine months. Mm. Until one day in uh, 2019, in March, 
um, the restaurant I was working for. So I was living there too, next to it. Yeah. Uh, there was an issue with the wall. The wall came out. Wow. I don't know why. And I was dating someone at that time. And they called me, hey, Andres, you should come here. We need to evacuate. We need to reef the house. There is a issue with the wall. And I was like, ah, you guys are just kidding. I am having a good a good time with so, with a girl. Just reef me around. I know you guys are kidding. Wow. I didn't pay attention to that. But then when I went there around 11 p.m., man, it was bad. Chaos. Uh, yes, it was a bad situation. Wow. So my boss at that time, he was like, don't worry, guys. Come to my apartment. And I stayed there f- with them for two months. But yeah, my cousin left. He, he left to Gironde uh, to work. Yeah. It was the time. It was, we need to split up. You need to leave. I need to... S- I need to start getting some money. My visa is gonna expire it. Right. And if I don't make money, yeah. I'm gone. Yeah, I'm yeah, back yeah. in Colombia. And, and you, I, you didn't want to go home. I didn't want to go home. And if I go home with nothing, mm. I'm being even the worst guy. Right. Before you know, even worse than I came here. So I was like, no way. I'm not going to do that. But I didn't have the strength. I didn't have like that strength to do that. And also, I was sick of my life. I was drinking a lot of alcohol and I was throwing out every single drop of alcohol. Wow. Every single, yeah, drop of alcohol. I was smoking a lot, smoking a lot, like spending hundreds of dollars in cigarettes when I didn't have enough to eat. You know yeah, what I mean? Well, I understand, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my cousin left and I, I was by myself in, in my boss's apartment, mm-hmm. but I was by myself. You know, and I got depressed, really depressed. I was, fuck, I hate my life. I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. I need to do something. Then um, I found a job, um, a cleaning job. I have to do it, a cleaning job. So I started working there in the cleaning job. And then uh, when I was there, I really got really bad, depressed. So I wanted to be with someone. I wanted to do something to make me feel better so i went on internet to go to those dating apps mm-hmm. so chatting with girls all right just chat with girls and then one of those girls fooled me she was like get let's go to skype and mm. uh, let's have fun I, I was like nah and then i was depressed i was like fuck it i just want to feel better mm. so i went in there and she started like sending pictures, doing you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then after like half an hour, yeah, we turned on. You know, mm-hmm. we just were turned on. She got on camera and everything. And then at the end of it, uh, she just hung out and she was like, I'm going to send this to your parents. She record everything. Wow. And I was like, fuck. I am fucked. And she was like, I know who your mom is. I know who your dad is. And... I was like, what the fuck? And then she sent names. Yeah. Their Facebook and everything. Wow. I was like, what? And then she uh, and then she was like, give me some money. Give me 50 bucks. Give me 100 bucks. And I don't do that. I didn't know what, what I was, what, I didn't know what to do. So yeah. I did that. Yeah. All right. And the next day, she started threatening me. Give me more money. Otherwise, I won't send this to your parents. I didn't pay attention to that. But... I was really having something in my body. Like I was being, I was really shocked. I was really shaking and everything. I don't know what it was. You know, I was like, 
really feel, feeling nervous. Mm. You know, having like a, 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 a like a nervous system attack. Sure. I was like, fuck, what do <laughs> I do? So the next day when I, I finished uh, my job, uh, I went to the police station. I was like, listen, I have this issue here. Can you help me? And I remember I cried to the police guy. Mm. Please help me. This girl is doing this, this, this. She's gonna send this to my parents. I told them everything. Mm. And they were, listen, um, this check the information and they were like, this girl is not in Australia. Mm-hmm. She's in Asia, so we cannot do anything about it. But they gave me like some information to contact the cyber police, mm-hmm. cyber police, sorry, cyber police, yeah. Yep, yep. And then I contacted them and they, they stopped that. Nice. But and I also stopped replying to uh, that girl and she stopped boring. Wow. But I was in a really shit place, right? I was in a really shit place and my boss and her, uh, his wife, they were telling me, Andres, you have to go. It's been two months. You need to look for a place. But they sat me down and they told me, listen, Andres, you need to stop going to parties. You need to stop doing uh, this. You need to stop smoking. Go away for a while yeah. and make money. Mm. Please, you are fucking up with, can I swear? Yeah. You fucking up with your life. Yeah. Stop it. They gave me a really talk yeah. that, that changed my life. Wow. I was like, yeah, they're right. I was like with my ego, like, oh, fuck, whatever. But then after that, I was like, yes, they're right. They went, they went and hit They you. went in. And this wasn't the boss you were working for at the time. This was the, the restaurant boss? Yes. Was it? And yeah. you were working in the cleaning company at this yeah. time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you're still living with them. That's nice of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they are like my, in my family here. Yeah, wow. Uh, they helped me with that. That's why they were like, listen, we want to be your parents right now. You have to leave because we want you to stand up for yourself mm. and make money and change your life because you are not going anywhere like that. Mm. And I knew it mm. because my visa, I was going to Sparrow soon. Yeah. And I need to do some stuff. I need to pay uh, my courage. I need to make money to pay my visa. Mm. But if I don't change, if I don't do something, friend, I'm, my friend, I'm going back to Colombia. So yeah. I have two decisions, two choices. Do I stand up, I change my life and I pay this or I just go back to Colombia and I show up to my parents with nothing, with a guy drinking alcohol, smoking, being kind of alcoholic, drug addict. Uh, yeah, and I was sick, sick yeah. of alcohol, sick of drugs. Every time I was consuming drugs, I remember one day I threw up blood. Wow. So, yeah. And here we are. So it seems like you... you you changed from that moment. I did. And I, I want to learn about those next sort of three years, four years maybe. Yeah. But it seems like an appropriate moment for me to sort of come in here and I would love to learn more about all of that. But thank you, first of all, for sharing all that you did, especially that story with uh, the the woman in, yeah. in Asia who's essentially blackmailing you. Yes. Crazy. So I'm, I'm very interested to know more about your early life growing up with your grandparents. It's an interesting scenario and maybe one that's not too uncommon in South America. I'm not sure. I've actually never traveled to South America, but you know, I know. kind of common, yeah. Yeah, I know of Bogota, I know of Colombia, but interested to learn about that and all of what you spoke about with your family life in terms of even when you left, there was partying, drinking, you were this guy, almost like the the entertainer of the group, the young guy probably brought a lot of smiles to people, but you even said yourself that you weren't too happy. Yeah. Before that, you, your first memory was 
the, the Formula One yeah. with, with your grandfather. What was life like living with them? And you had your sister. Were they also raising your other yeah, your cousin? Yeah, I was with my... Yes. So yep. we were the three of us. Wow. So what was that like? What are some more memories of, of that moment in time? And did you did you miss your, your, your parents? Did you know, like, did that seem normal to you at that time? I, it wasn't normal for me at the time. Like, I knew there was something off, mm. but I saw my grandfather as my dad. And yeah, I used right. to tell my grandfather that in, instead of my fa- my dad. Right. Dad, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. And it was a perfect moment. Yeah. You know, uh, my grandparents were giving me everything, anything I wanted. You know, my grandmother always, what food do you want? Do you want the egg like that? Yes, sure. And yeah, and uh, it was nice. It was a nice life. Yeah. And yeah, it was amazing. Like we used to go traveling all around, around Colombia with mm. my grandparents. They used to take me to everything. Mm. Uh, my grandfather taught me a lot about math, about science, because he was a, engineer yeah so he was yeah he was teaching me yeah so it was a, a perfect life a kid just with a perfect life yeah yeah is this your parents of your mother or your father uh, my mother your mother right so yeah. when when you left and when your parents bought that apartment yeah when yeah. you were six years of age what was that moment like when you were no longer then living with your grandparents ultimately you i assume calling it dad and and mum what I mean, like? my mom was with us most of the time. She okay. was also living in my grandparents' house, I but see. she was working. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was that like, though, when you when you had to leave and you were living with your parents? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was weird, like, being with my dad, but he was staying at home every, yeah. anytime. You know, he was always working. So I decided just to go out, to make friends, you know, to be a kid. Yeah. And that's what I did. Yeah. Did uh, you go to school, like primary school, same version of yeah, like yeah, equivalent yeah. of that? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you enjoy school? I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah? I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Nice. I re- there was um, something off that I didn't like it mm-hmm. because I was really small. Okay. Uh, some, some of my of the people were calling me like a um, nickname for a little. Yep. That's the only thing that I didn't like it. Sure. And there were a few guys that were just trying to you know, fuck out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I didn't get into that. Yeah. Like, but yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Kids bully. I yeah. mean, I, I got bullied and I definitely bullied other kids. So yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. you d- definitely don't understand the implications it has. And it's not that it justifies it at all, but I feel like it's just this thing where everyone's trying to survive. And yeah, if we could probably go back and do it again, you'd probably change a few things. Oh, at least, yeah. at least I know talking from myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, interesting. So then, do you still talk to your grandparents now? Are they still alive? Uh, my grandmother is still alive. Yeah. My grandfather died in 2019. Okay. A few months after I changed. Wow. So he saw my changed. Wow. And actually, I called him. My mom called me. It was 8 p.m. here, and I was like, "Why are you calling me?" at that time, it's firing there. Wow. And just like, wow, and she's like, I don't know what happened, Andres, uh, your grandfather is really bad, it's really bad, something's going off. And I was like, let me talk to him, let me talk to him. And I was like, I saw him, I was like, it's time to say bye. So I started saying, 
thank you so much for raising me. Thank you so much for everything you gave me. Thank you so much for all that you gave me. I'm gonna make you proud. I'm gonna take care of my other cousins that came after me. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take care of the family. Don't worry, I'm here in Australia. I'm gonna work hard for you, for everyone. And then that moment he died. Wow. Yeah. On the phone with you? Yeah. Wow. He wasn't like talking, he was yeah, he was like just putting on a speaker and he was like with his head down and suddenly his body just went down. Yeah. Wow. It was really hard. And uh, the next day I went running, crying <laughs> to the, the the park where I was working out. Mm. Yeah. Wow, thanks for sharing that man. What's his name? Uh Gilberto. Gilberto. Yeah. Nice. Cool name. Yeah. Incredible. Definitely want to learn more about, and as I mentioned, that moment when you decide to change those bosses of yours sit you down, but keeping it somewhat chronological for the time being. Those six years that you're back living with your your parents. Yeah. What is that moment, or what is that period rather like? You're with your just your one sister at the time. Did your cousin come with no, you, no, or no, just no. your sister? Yeah. How old's your sister? She uh, older than you? Yeah, she's four years older. Four years me. older. Yeah. Okay. So you're 24 now, 23? 23. I'm going to be 24 in two months. Two months. Yeah. Amazing. So you've got a f sister who's four years older than you. You're yeah. back living with your parents. Yeah. And seemingly, if my sort of memory from what you recounted is correct, you're there for like six years until things start getting quite bad in terms of yeah. alcohol and drugs. Uh, yes, but because they, yeah, they got broke, mm. they sold everything. They, we changed now to uh, another apartment. But yeah. it was a rental apartment. Yeah. It was a smaller. So it was like, what? I was like, why this is happening? You know what I mean? But I didn't understand at the time. Right. Were they working at the time or they just didn't work? Uh, they were working. Yeah. But like, my dad made bad decisions. Yeah. Um, what, did he, what did he do for work when before he got broke? So he work? was working in uh, HP. and Like computers? Yes. Computer software? He was yeah. like the manager there and then he decided to quit. Mm -hmm. to start his own entrepreneurial career. Right. And then he went to do many businesses, but it was through the period of 28th, you know, uh, when there was the grand- uh, 2008? 2008, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the global, sort of the, the housing, I think, yes. that happened in yes, the US, yes. but that affected so you affect in, us really in Colombia. Bad in Colombia. Wow. So that was one of the reasons too. Okay. So it was like a pretty rough three years until 2012, the, it was really bad, they sold everything. So, you know, we changed house, everything, that kind of stuff. Yep. And then the moment my sister was in his time of, you know, drinking alcohol and everything. And I started going out with her mm. because we changed the prices, we changed price. So I stopped seeing my friends from where I was living. Right. And I was with her. So I started going out with her and drinking with guys that are, you know, four years older than me. Yeah. six years older than me and then that's when I start everything started do you remember the first time you did drugs or alcohol um uh, man alcohol oof I don't remember that much but I do remember there was a Halloween party yeah and we brought a cousin and my sister brought her boyfriend and we were we went with one of us with one of her friends something like that and we were just drinking, drinking really bad. Uh, I really break out, yeah. break out. But my sister was drinking, drinking, drinking. 
And my parents were drinking just in the corner. Wow. So as I told you, my parents were also drinking. So yeah. we became a family of alcohol, yeah. not drugs. But my sis- my sister was doing few of them. She didn't go right really deep into that as uh, I did. Mm. Uh, but yeah, and the first time the first time I tried drugs, it was during a Steve Aoki concert. <laughs> he went to Bogota. Okay. Um, I went there when I was sixteen years old. Wow, legal uh, age is eighteen as well. I got a fake ID. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> and I went with uh, my sister's friends. Yeah, and they gave me a uh, weed. Yeah, well. And I tried, and I was like, oh, they didn't do shit to me. Yeah. That's it. But, yeah, in Colombia, I was like, kind of okay with drugs. Mm-hmm. But we, it was here when I went really deep. When things the, started to get... Yeah. yeah, I was by myself. Yeah, right. What What alcohol were you drinking? Not that I feel like it, it matters a huge deal, but I'm just curious to know. Were you drinking, like, beer, or was it spirits? Like, what sort of stuff? Beer, yes. Yeah. And we also have, in Colombia, a special drink. Yeah. I forgot the name with of that. Sure. Some magical potion or some shit that just yeah, messed mess with your head. Ca- no, like there, there yeah. are a few drinks like that. Okay. But like for the young generation, we have like a special drink okay. that, you know, we drink it. We can drink a lot with cups, yeah. but it fuck you up at the end of the <laughs> day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has a lot of sugar. Yeah. It's coming from a plant. But yeah, that's what pretty much what you drink when you start drinking in Colombia. Yeah, I understand. Okay, so that happens for a few years. Going out with your sister, four years older than you, old yeah. friends. I understand that can definitely be an influence. Yeah, I'm curious to learn more about the moment where maybe at the end of your high school yeah. and you decide that you don't want to go straight to uni, and this thing is calling you from to to come to Australia. Why Australia? Had you seen movies about Australia? Had you read about Australia? What What was it about Australia that was like? Not I really. To go there? Like I didn't know nothing about Australia. The only thing I knew was Sydney. Yep. That's it. I didn't even know Melbourne. Okay. Nothing about it. But I didn't want to go to America. I don't know. I didn't like America. Really? I don't know. There is. I don't know. So I think it was my soul yeah, telling yeah. me, no, not that way. Don't go to America. Yeah. Do you still feel that way now about America? Uh, not really. I want to go, yeah. but to do great things there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but it was only that, to be honest. Now I know why Australia, mm. but I didn't know why. So why? So for the person who I am today, for the mm. mission that I have today, right. uh, that I am able to be this person that has changed his life, has overcome, overcame alcohol, drugs, smoking, I have put myself into discomfort to become a runner, to soon being an athlete. Yeah, and you know, I feel like you're an athlete already, man. From what I've seen on your on your Instagram, but I know you've you in your own mind, you might feel you have a long way to go. Which yes, is, yes, which is great. And someone that you know can help many people with yeah. what I do, many, help many young people with what I do, and I have a big vision here. Yeah. So yeah, like. I still have to discover more of it. Sure. But yeah, being Juariana and what I did with Reclaim, mm. with the community, changing people's lives and everything, that just gave me like the approval of, yes, yeah, this is your mission. Yeah. But now doing Seventy-Five Hard, it gave me more awareness. Mm. I definitely agree with 75 Hard doing that. It, it helped me a lot. Before we get to that and that period, 
you mentioned that your parents maybe didn't really want you to go to Australia, but your sister was a big help. Yeah. How did she help you make it here? So she convinced them. Convinced them? Yeah. Right. So she was like, yeah, he should go. Yeah. Because she knew I was right. I was. She was like, she wasn't like, she finished high school and she went straight to study medicine. Sure. And she wanted to go to have her gap year, but she didn't have the opportunity. So she was like, you should do it. Let's go, you should do it, you should go to Australia, it's gonna be crazy. And she always supports me, like, as I told you, she was giving alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> always supporting you, just in different ways. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she was like, yes, go there. Uh, I started researching for agencies, doing my own work. And one day I was, hey, dad, oh, I'm on mom. Look, here's a book, it's about Australia, this is the course, this is what I want to do. I wanted to study English, by the way. I didn't speak English when I arrived here. Wow. Nothing. Wow. Nothing. Not a word. Couldn't say good day, mate. <laughs> I couldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say it now? Good day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, I'm still working on it. <laughs> dude, it's great. The fact that you had the courage to come to the other side of the world at 18 years of age, not speaking a word of English, I think says a lot about you. And maybe you didn't find your feet immediately, but. Yeah, man. Well done. Yeah, that's one of the things that helped me to change because I was like, who is going to do that in your country? Who is going to come at 18 years old, go all around the world to come to Australia and having not English, not speaking any single word of English? <laughs> I was like, I didn't even know how I did in the airplane. I didn't yeah. even know how I did in the airport when I arrived to Sydney first. You can't remember? What happened? Yeah, no, I do remember, but I'm just like, how do I do it? You, you know, you, you've mentioned your soul a few times. You know, I feel like it can be a guiding, a very mm -hmm. guiding thing. You just follow yes. that instinct, and you'll you'll make it ultimately. Yeah. So, your sister helps you convince your parents. Yeah, your parents pay for you to come here. Yes, they did. They pay for your flights. They pay. They give you a bunch of money that you can stay somewhere to begin. But yes, you, you yes. knew you had to get a job. I'm guessing. Like, uh, yeah, I did my work, yeah. researching everything. Yes. Right. So, you start working, but you said within the first few weeks you immediately start partying and yeah. drinking. Yeah, and of I'm course. I'm guessing doing drugs and probably more drugs than weed. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so I went to study English. Okay. Uh, in a college. Yeah. In the city. Was this in Melbourne? You came to Melbourne, yeah, 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 not yeah. Sydney. So I arrived to Sydney okay. just to, for a stopover. Yeah. <laughs> great decision, though, to leave there and come here. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a great decision. <laughs> I loved Melbourne. Yeah. So, uh, and of course, I, in an English college, many international students. So, you, you know, many international students, let's go party, let's do that, let's get to know each other. Mm. So, of course, I started going to parties. I started having relationships with girls. It was a great, you know, wow, this is amazing. Having an Italian girlfriend, having, you know, a Japanese girlfriend, something like that. I was like, this is great. This is a good life, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it went like that. And then I started uh, meeting more Colombians and Colombian people here party a lot. Yeah. 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 So we, we are the culture of going to parties and, you sure. know, celebrating for everything. Yeah. So I'm having that freedom and just like, let's go to party. Mm. I'm working at the same time and studying English at the same time. So yeah. it was, but because I thought I was just going to stay here for six months. Oh, wow. Or nine months. My parents paid me for six months, nine months of uh, studying. 
Right. So you've got the nine months and yeah. your plan is just to go back. It's not to work and make a whole bunch of money and then head back and nah. be some change man. It was just nine months work and study English. Yeah. Just learn English. Okay. That's what I wanted to do. Right. So what happens in that first nine months outside of partying? Did you, did you learn much English? Did you make yeah, money? Yeah, I, I did. You uh, did? I did. I did. I did. I did. I make money, but I learned English. Nice. I was happy with that. But it wasn't enough for me. Mm-hmm. I understood that I wasn't able to understand English or English properly in a college. Right. I need to go to the streets okay. to talk to English people. Yeah. But I didn't have enough time. So I was like, listen, that um, I want to study more. And also I was pretty good at marketing. Okay. You know, I was pretty good at marketing. I was m- making a good social life. I was inviting people to parties, uh, making money, inviting people. You oh. know, I was uh, I knew so many clubs. So you <laughs> know, yeah, I was doing that for work too. And yeah, so I was like, somebody told me you are good at marketing. You should start marketing. So I went to look for um, you know degrees about marketing of diplomas, and I like a few. And I was like, listen, I want to stay here. Mm. I like Melbourne. I feel happy here. And there is something, you know, that makes me like to stay here. There is something that's pulling me to be here. Mm. I don't know what it is. And I want to stay here. And my dad was like, but you pro- promised me <laughs> that you were going to be back for New Year, for Christmas. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I know I did. Um, we did a fire again on the previous year, on New Year's Eve uh, in Cartagena, Colombia. Yeah. Caribbean Sea. And he was like, you make me a promise. I was, a promise. I was like, yes, I know, but I have to break it. Uh, I need to stay here. There is something I want to do here. I don't want to just go back to Colombia and, you know, be this guy. I just, there is something. Yeah. What did uh, he say? And he was like, he took one week to think about it. And then he was, yeah, stay here. Wow. So if he said no, come home, do you think he would have gone home at that point? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yes, because I was still under his um, under his uh, money. Right. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So you stay. That was in what? Twenty seventeen. End Christmas of twenty seventeen. End yeah. of twenty seventeen. Yeah. Twenty eighteen. Your cousin ends up coming over. Six Ten months later. Six eight months, months later. later. But before that, I was yeah. in the transition of being the party guy, woo, celebrating for everything. Yeah. But then I moved to a house with my friends, mm-hmm. and that's when. You know, shit we were, kicks off. Exactly. We were having party, 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 party <laughs> every time. Um, I was failing to go to my English course. They were saying, you need to attend or we're going to report you to migration. Wow. Yeah. And there were many fightings, destroying the house until, you know, four months later, uh, five months later, I left. And then I started going to hostels and then I found a house two months later when I found the, um, the restaurant mm-hmm. when I worked there and then my cousin came. Right. Yeah. So looking back now, do you feel like that period of your life that you had to have that partying and, and ultimately crazy period with these people to be the man you are now? And I know we're going to learn a lot more about what, you're, what you've been doing the sort of last four years. Yeah, yeah. But like, do you look back on that now and regret those years? Or I do don't regret about anything, nothing at all, because it made me be who I am today. Yeah. It made me be who I am today. 
you still like having a good time now? I'm guess I know you probably haven't had a, any alcohol in the last seventy five days and maybe longer. No, but, uh, I stopped drinking alcohol the first of June of twenty twenty. I didn't even know about seventy five seventy five hard at that time. Wow, cool. And That's cool, man. Yes, love it. So your cousin comes, you party with him. Yeah, the wall falls over in the restaurant and the home, and yeah, nine months later. After nine that, months yeah. later. This period where he leaves and you are there and you're still, you know, you're working this cleaning job and I'm guessing you're still partying and smoking yeah, and yeah. doing all of these things. What was that period like? And I'd love for you to, to tell me more about this, uh, whether it was a married couple or couple who ran that restaurant. You said they were like a your family. family. A, a family, whole family. Australian Peruvian family. Okay. Yeah. Tell me about them. They're, they are the nicest people I've ever met because they helped me. Mm. In 2018, when I was going through the period of being, going to hostels by hostels, they gave me a lot of work. They taught me how to cook, cook and Peruvian food too. And I was there as a kitchen hand, and then I became a soup chef there. Wow, Peruvian, kind of a, yeah. Peruvian restaurant. Yeah, Peruvian food. Wow, it's different to my country. Different food to my country. Sure. And uh, yeah, they gave me that support. They were, uh, they invited me to the Christmas party with their family. They gave me gifts. Wow. They, yeah, they include me with and my cousin in everything. Wow. Yeah, and they were, yeah, it, they were nice. Are they Peruvian? Um, or some culture, some part of them from Peru? So uh, my boss, uh, grand, a father is Peruvian. Okay. Uh, but his wife she's australian and he's he was born in, in peru but yeah. he came f when he was four years old quite young yeah you still in contact with these yeah 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 these people now still friends yeah yeah, yeah. they invited nice. me to christmas uh this year but i was like i know it's gonna be a lot of food <laughs> i know there will be a lot of food and to incentivize her i'm so sorry <laughs> it didn't go oh my god yeah. wow <laughs> amazing it's 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 not uncommon to encounter these people in your life i feel who want to help you who want to go out of your way to help you i turned 30 a few months ago and i can reflect and see that there were so many people in my 20s and even in my teens who wanted to help me and wanted to see me do well but i probably didn't acknowledge that at the time mm. do you understand what, yeah. what i mean yeah so it seems like you did though at least in that moment yeah. but i remember you said Initially, I was like, no, no, no. When they sat you down, like, I don't need to hear this. Yeah, I was with my ego, right? Yeah. No, don't tell me that. Because I knew what they were saying, but I didn't want to hear the truth mm. because it was hurting. That's why. I'm not very well traveled, but that sounds like a very Australian thing. Australians can be very stubborn yeah, and yeah, they yeah. know the best. Is, do you feel like that's similar to Colombian yeah, yeah. or is that, a, is that specific to you? It's specific to me. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Well, you fit in well here then, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I stayed. <laughs> oh, uh, it's, it's very cool. So what is this chat? How does this chat go exactly? Can you remember? So this, I was like watching a movie and they were like, Lucy, she was like, Andres, listen to me. You need to leave. You need to go and find a house. And she, was, and she started going to Facebook, Marketplace and trying to find apartments for me. And then Jose, he was like, pay attention to us. You need to, listen, you need to stop going to parties. You need to stop smoking. You need to stop this and you need to make money. You need to have a life. 
you are wasting your life. And he was like, listen, when I was younger, when I was 18, he started, you know, sharing things about his life, all the great things that he did because mm. he's be, he's done great. Now he's the consul of Peru. Uh, I mean, in, in Melbourne. Sure. And he started sharing to me many things and he told me, I went away for 10, nine months. I didn't spend any morning party, nothing at all. I was cleaning, my, my room was the cleanest one. If I wanted to be in a girl, I could be able to do that because it was clean. <laughs> and he was, I'm um, save money and then I pay my uni. He He's a chef, he's a doctor, he's a lawyer. And he was, I paid all of that by myself because I stopped going to parties because I stopped doing all the bad hobbies that most people do. Mm. And then I listened to it to then and it kept in my subconscious mind. Yeah. I was, yeah, they're right. Mm. I need to do something in my life. And did you think you had a problem? Like, did you think your life was bad? I remember you saying at various points when you came to Melbourne, like when that girl blackmailed you, for example, yeah. that you hated your life. Yeah. And I listened to a podcast episode that you you host. Yeah. Where you shared part of that story. And I think you mentioned in that moment as well that you felt suicidal. Yes. But I haven't got to that point yet. Yeah. Sorry. Sure. So that night that I went to um to the police station. Mm. Yeah, I was by myself. They gave me like the data, hey, you need to contact the police, uh the cyber police, all that kind of stuff. And then they also told me to contact Lifeline. Mm. Right, so I went to uh, I went diving into the apartment. I was there by myself. I was by myself. My my cousin was there. I was sleeping on a mattress, and I was like, "What do I do? What do I do? What if my dad received that? What if my mom, my sister received that? And if my family received that? And it's screw. What if my if the Peruvians received that?" I didn't hit their apartment. Mm. You know, I did a video in, in their apartments. I was like, fucked. Yeah. So I started thinking, yeah, you should go. You, sh you should stop living, man. You, sh you should stop living. Look what happened in 2018. Look who you are now. Uh, man, your life sucks. And my parents were having issues back in Colombia again. Um, I was like, no, man, this, is, this sucks. I contacted Lifeline. Mm. I called in and uh, they were like, don't do anything. People people uh, took on me outside, stay where you are, do you need any help? And something clicked in my mind when, you know, I was telling myself, like, you should not be living. Something clicked in my mind. Like, something. Like, I don't know what it is now. I don't know. That told me, like, no, man, you have a life. No, you cannot do that. You are stronger than all those people that commit suicide, you are strong in that then. That is your strength now. That is something that you have. You have, you are strong, you are mentally strong. Mm. And I was like, but it was a process of not just like that moment, just something quick, but it was a process of two days thinking about that, having that voice in myself. Mm. And then that's when I found a place and I went to go to the city. I went to live to the city and, it, it, and then that voice started telling me, what do you want to fix in your life? My nutrition. Why my nutrition? Because I wasn't eating. I was consuming drugs. Mm. I was drinking alcohol. At that moment, any beer I was drinking, 
I was throwing out wow. any beer. So I started changing my nutrition. I wanted to eat well. Yeah. I wasn't eating well in 2018, in, tw- in the beginning of 2019. And when I started working more, it, that, that voice started telling me, you are strong, you are strong, don't do anything. You are greater than, yeah, I don't want to say it, it that, but that's what I was thinking. You are greater than everyone. The, you had a lot of confidence in your ability, all this willpower all of a sudden. Okay, a small willpower that sure. I am stronger than all those guys that commit suicide. Right. That have something different than yeah. them. I don't want to compare, you know, but the moment I was thinking about that and that gave me that willpower and I started working harder yeah. and I started getting more money and I started buying a lot of food. I was really buying 200 bucks a week of food for myself. Yeah. But, you know, I, went, and I started researching about nutrition, how to be, uh, eat better, why it's healthy, why it's not healthy, what you should eat, what you shouldn't eat, be eating, all that kind of stuff. Nice. And uh, from then I was like, okay, I don't like how I look. I don't like how I look. Uh, I, I am skinny mm-hmm. and I hate that. Okay, you should start working out. Mm-hmm. And I contacted a friend who he's uh, in shape, really big guy. And I was like, help me, I wanna do something. What can I do? And he was like, you are skinny, you need to start small. Uh, you need to start working. You need to do like three sets of push-ups, ups, ups, you know, uh, abdominal sit-ups, sorry, push-ups, sit-ups, and pull-ups. That's it. Do 10 or 15 reps, and that's it. Do that. And he started doing that. Could you do that? Yes. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I was a good, um, a good athlete in high school. Yeah, I used okay. to play soccer. Okay. Nice. So I was able to do that, but but it was really hard to get to 10. I didn't get to 15, it was really hard to get 10 push-ups. Sure. When I was able to do 20, 30, when I was a, a boy. Younger, right. Yeah. And I was okay, I started small, 20 minutes of working out, or 15 minutes of working out, but I started in my room. Right. Because I was ashamed of myself. <laughs> I didn't want to go to a gym. Uh, there is like an outdoor gym in Docrans. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go there, yeah, because you know I was ashamed of myself, embarrassed. Wow, yeah, embarrassed. Uh, dude, I get it. I mean, when I was in my younger younger twenties, even in high school, yeah, I was quite skinny as well. Yeah, didn't didn't want to fall for embarrassment. Yeah, you're in another country, and it's good that you have some friends and that friend who was able to to, yeah. to give you some guidance in that moment. I'm curious, so. You, you're no longer living with the Peruvian family. Yeah. You're working the, the cleaning job. Yeah. And then you're working out and eating better. Are you still drinking alcohol and doing drugs in this moment? I stopped uh, dr- doing drugs when the the situation with this girl happened. Okay. I was like, no, no anymore. Which that coincided in this 2019 period, Yes, right? it was in t- a- a- April 2019, May 2019. Amazing. And you said you stopped drinking in June of 2020. Yes. So that year, you're working out, you're yeah. working, you're making money. Seems like your life is getting better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. So I stopped drinking alcohol at that time, but like since June, so wait, where I go there. Sure. So before I started working out, I was smoking too, Yeah. smoking a lot, but my cousin left. So 
I didn't have the pressure of the influence of buying more cigarettes. Right. So I started buying less, less, but it was a period from April to June of like, in, instead of going two boxes of cigarettes a day, I went for one and a half. Oh. And then the next month, one a day. And I started dropping, dropping, dropping cigarettes until the only way I was smoking was to ask someone for a cigarette. Nice. That was like my strategy. Yeah. But I wasn't, uh, I was smoking. I, but I didn't know how to stop. I wanted to stop. So that day, my my friend gave me the workout program, small workout program, and I was like, "Listen, there is, um, yeah." He gave me the workout program, but two weeks later, he, I knew it. If I wanted to improve my push-ups, I need to stop smoking, and I wanted to run too. I wanted to run. I want and I need to go to the. Uh, I wanted to go to the door gym in the morning at five a.m. because I knew no one was there, <laughs> so no one could see me, right. and I could there and enjoy the workout, so I could not be ashamed of myself. So I was like, "Listen, you just stop smoking now. I promise you that you are going to go to the uh, to the door gym tomorrow at five a.m. You wanna run to there? I promise you." Man, the next day I did that. And that workout gave me the energy. They gave me that dopamine that smoking was giving me. Wow. So I stopped having the need, need necessity of smoking because mm. I changed the uh, necessity for working out. Mm. Working out that gave me now that energy, that nice. dopamine. So that's why at the end, like, after that, I stopped smoking. And it was the 21 of July of twenty of 2019 wow that I stopped smoking well well done man thank that's, you that's very cool I completely get yeah, not that I've ever smoked personally but putting the dopamine getting the dopamine from working out from exercising yeah it's uh it's an amazing thing yeah yeah it's just amazing when, I love it when you tap into that so what was that next year 12 months like of no drugs no smoking so during July and June, when I was just changing my habits, changing everything, I wanted to improve my English because my English dropped yeah. really bad because I have that depression. Uh, you know, this is an issue that I have when I'm stressed up and really feeling really shit about myself. My brain sh switched off and I just don't, I cannot speak very well English. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I want to improve my English, my English dropped. I want to improve, I want to become a fluent English speaker. So I went on YouTube to search for, uh, you know, how to improve your English, because I wasn't studying English anymore. I was actually studying, uh, I started uh, in June of 2020, 2019, I started a diploma of digital marketing. Nice. Uh, it was all that change, you know, that change was happening all at the same time. Yep. And I was like, I want to understand because the first time, in, the first day in class, I was not understanding that much. Yeah. I want to understand uh, it's a different experience. So I want to speak English. Yeah. I was I was getting so frustrated about that. <laughs> so yeah. frustrated. So I went on YouTube and I searched how to speak English better. And I found a video that it was like, the title was like, fixed mindset versus growth mindset to learn English. Mm. I was like, Okay, I watched the video and I was I write the I write the concept of fixed mindset and growth mindset. Yep. 
And when they're explaining what a fixed mindset was, which is like the person that limit themselves, they don't believe in themselves. They think that if you are born with talent, you are gonna have money. If you are born with no talent, that's how you are going to live your life. They don't see far more of their reality. Mm -hmm. They don't look for challenges. They don't want to become better. They hate people. Yeah. They talk shit about people. And I was like, I have a fixed mindset, man. Wow. So you acknowledge that in yeah. yourself. In I have a fixed that. mindset. Wow. And then I went to search more about that. I went deeper into learning about fixed mindset and a growth mindset. And I started reading articles mm. about that, the difference, how people behave this way. At the end, I started the book because it comes. this concept comes from a book called Mindset. Mm-hmm. And and I started re- uh, learning about the book. I didn't read it yet. And I started say, okay, I'm gonna, I wanna develop a growth mindset to speak English better. Awesome. And then I started acquiring habits of a growth mindset. So that's when I came to work out, uh, when I stopped smoking, and I started really focusing on my, on my studies. I started working even harder in the, in the cleaning company. I started having more, uh, more salary, higher salary. Nice. And yeah, everything changed. I stopped drinking, but yeah, I was drinking socially. Yeah. But also I told to myself to not see any of my friends. Left then. I went away from Instagram. I stopped yeah. seeing them. I stopped talking to them. I went, uh, I really, because I saw them, they had a growth mindset yeah. at that time. So I was like, I don't want to be with these people. They had a fixed mindset, sorry. Yeah. Mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have a, sorry, they have a That's fixed good. mindset. Yeah. yeah, I get you. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I don't want to be with them. Mm. I don't want to. I mm. want to change my life. I want to have money to myself. I want to improve my life style here. And I need to save money to stay in Australia to extend my visa yeah. because it was going to expire it in March of 2020. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, the only way to get there is by developing a craft mindset. Nice. Man, I started working out more. I started going to search uh, video, YouTube videos of Chris Heria. Chris Heria? He's a, he, an American guy. Okay. So he, he teaches how to work out, how to start doing calisthenics. Nice. And I started doing that. I started really being with myself, working out a lot. Mm. And my plan was to, after finishing the uh, this uh, dip- diploma course, a uh, marketing course, yeah. to go and study cookery. Okay. Because I was working, uh, I work in the restaurant, I fell in love with cookery, yeah. right? And then I got the opportunity to study a degree, degree in marketing. Yeah. And I have set up a lot of my money in October. Mm. Um, and then you know, Toa, I was I had the opportunity to do that because I went, you know, to to I went to an agency to say, hey, my visa, my visa is going to expire. I need you to help me uh, to stay here. And I told them what I wanted to do, but then they were telling me, hey, there are those degrees that you know because you are doing a diploma of marketing that maybe you can get a scholarship and pay for it. Mm-hmm. And it happened. Wow. And yeah, by October, I was already, you know, thinking about start uh, in a university here in Australia. Yeah. Like just a f- few months after I changed. And even my grandfather died in September of 2019. That gave him more willpower. Yeah, well, I can More imagine. willpower to, you know, to do this. To achieve it. To achieve it, to extend my visa. That was my only goal and my only fear. Yeah. My only goal and my only fear. Mm. And I was listening to motivational 
videos every morning during work uh, working out every single morning even running and everything it was all about growth mindset growth growth mindset and i started reading i used to hate reading (laughs) i didn't read a book in high school really nothing i see you've got a bunch of books yeah above above where you're sitting which of I've seen a few of, I've read a few of them. They look, they look great. Yeah, so. yes. And now I'm off with reading. Yeah, yeah. I love reading. And then, yeah, by November, I changed to buy, uh, changed to a house. Uh, I started living in Baraclava. Mm-hmm. Single, uh, and a room for myself because before, before I need to share a room. Mm-hmm. And I got a room for myself, nice apartment in Baraclava. I was living with another guy. That's a big apartment. Life changed totally, my friend. Wow. Just for developing that growth mindset. In, in how many months, would you say? So I changed in May. I changed my life right the first week of May. Yeah. When I stood up, I said, fuck, you need to work hard. Right? You need to work hard for that visa. In June, I learned about growth mindset. And I started working on my nutrition. In July, I stopped smoking. I started working out more. Right in August, I started just um, researching about marketing, Instagram, growth mindset. I started listening to Gary V in August. He helped me a lot Love it. Yeah. to go through it. Uh, in September, I kept listening to Gary V. My grandfather died. That gave me more will to uh, to extend my visa, to pay everything. And in October, I have already saved a money, and then suddenly I was able to to pay uh, for a university here wow. in Australia. Uh, in November, I changed uh, my the, of place. I came to Baraclava. Yeah. Um, and then December, I was working hard a lot, working out hard a lot, because that gave me the energy, that gave me light mm. and life, right? <laughs> and then in January, I pay, I was able to pay uh, a visa for my mom to come to Australia in wow. January 2020, and my sister helped me with that. Wow. And I brought my mom in February. Yeah. And at the moment, I extend my visa. When she was here, I extend my visa. Did she just come for a holiday or is she here now? She, as she well? came for holidays. Holiday. Um, Beautiful. Yeah, so even, yeah, not even 12 months. Yeah, dude. I, I paid my uni uh, the first year. I, I, I brought my mom. I built up a growth mindset. I was working out hard. I had a higher position in the cleaning company as a supervisor in just 12 months yeah. of being there. It seems like it all started with that decision though. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Can you distill what that decision was in your mind? If you can articulate it. So, as I said, it was just thinking about where do you want to go? Do you want to keep drinking alcohol? Do you want to keep wasting your life? And, you know, be a homeless in Australia and then go back to Colombia and be a useless guy for my parents? Or... Do you want to really have what you want in life? Do you want to create the life you want? That was the decision. And I said, fuck it. I'm going to try my best to stay in Australia. I have just one goal, extend my visa. I'm going to try my best to do that. And I did with a degree. Yeah. Well done, man. Thank you. Well done. So you get through that period and you mentioned that you hadn't even heard of, say, 75 Hard when you decided to stop drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. This is sort of the thing that, that piqued my interest. And I was very interested when Bastion, you know, recommended that I, 
I check out your profile. Yeah, yeah, as yeah. I said at the start of the conversation. But when did you find seventy five hard, and how how did that come into your universe? So, my mom came here in February. She came for my birthday, and COVID happened. Mm. Right. So it was another struggle. I had my mom here. I pay everything for, you know, her trip, everything. I pay my uni, I pay everything. I was still working, but COVID happened. So I was getting less money. Mm. I was, thank God, I was still working. Mm. And so I need to pay now for two people. My mom, and, you know, myself, but having less income, having COVID there, you know, she was getting stressed up, all that kind of stuff. And then it was a hard process. Yeah. You know, to be with her, hey, mom, calm down. She wanted to go. By April, she was like, oh, I want to go, I want to go. You know, she doesn't speak English. Yeah. I was still working, but she couldn't go anywhere. So it was really hard for her. Yeah, I bet. So I found a way to send her back. It was a f- expensive flight. Yeah. $4,000. Wow. One yeah. way. One way. Fuck. Anyway, she went back in May 13th. 2020 yeah and then and then i was feeling bad because uh, my mom left i wanted to do many things with her but we couldn't do mm-hmm. and i was like okay no and i came by myself now i started writing down what you want to do what your next goal what we want to do what you how what you what do you want to do for your university what is your goal for you for this degree for this three years period mm-hmm. what you want to do and I started writing down, I wanted to become a bigger guy, I wanted to work out harder, you know what I mean? And I started also searching more about marketing because I was about to start my uni, so I wanted, I wanted to be ready for it. And then I challenged myself to go for a 90 days straight working out. Straight working out. And I did that. Wow. And a friend from a long time ago, He's, I think, he's from the Middle East. But he, he was here and I parted with him and everything, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then he saw that when I was about to finish, when I, I was about like day 70, he saw that I was every day posting on my Instagram photos of my of myself on the toilet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the picture, like, you know, in the morning. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 In front of the mirror. Yeah, in front of, of the mirror. Yeah. And then I was posting quotes every morning. Every morning for 90 days, this is happening to me. I walk, uh, I did this workout for 90 days. I, they, that's not anymore on Instagram mm-hmm. because I know anymore that guy. Yeah. Uh, but I did that and he saw that. And then when I finished the, those 90 days, I was like day, day one. I was like day one, starting again. And then he was like, mate, look, I have a program. Listen to this. This is a good challenge that you can go through it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to listen to it. And he sent me the podcast of Andy Frisera. He sent me the website. I read the website. You can improve self-belief. This is what I want. This is what I've been doing. I wasn't working out twice. There were a few days that I was working out twice. Sure. But I was like, wow, this is the program. Okay. But going back, I forgot to mention how I stopped drinking alcohol. Sure. So I was in those, starting those 90 days of working out every day. And in the 1st of June, the f- uh, the fa- the dad of my uh, my boss from the restaurant, it was his birthday, his 60th birthday. So my cousin came, all my friends came, and they picked me up, let's go to his birthday, they live in Melton. And I was, yeah, let's go. 
but I wasn't drinking that much. But at that night, it was a lot of drinking. Mm. And it was like the first time that I got not drunk, tipsy, for a year, in a year. Yeah. Not too bad, but the next day I was like, no, this yeah. is not who I am. This is not myself. And I'm going through these 90 days challenges, healthy life, this is no. This is not what I want to be. I was feeling shit about myself. I was not stopping, man. If you keep drinking, you are going back. Yeah. You are going back to that dark place. And you have dreams. You need to uh, work hard to uh, finish paying this university. And you need to finish this challenge. Yeah. And then the 1st of June of 2020, I stopped drinking alcohol. Not well a single drop of that. Fuck yeah. Not a single drop of that. Nice. Since then. And then two months later, 75 Heart, uh, I started learning about 75 Heart. Right. After I listened to the podcast, I was like, I start the next morning. Well done. So for, for anyone who hasn't heard of 75 Heart, which, I mean, people listening to this are probably going to be listening for you, but there will be plenty of people who listen to the podcast every week. Yeah, yeah. And they may have heard of me talking about it, but can you explain exactly what you have to do on 75 hard? So 75 hard, you have to go 75 days straight of not drinking alcohol, no consuming drugs, of smoking. You have to do uh, two workouts, a minimum of 45 minutes each. One has to be outdoor, and the other one can be outdoor or inside, but one must be outdoor. You need to read at least 10, 10 pages of a personal development book of a book that's gonna help you for your career, of your life. Mm -hmm. it, does, uh, it doesn't have to be a science book, right? A fish, fiction book. Fiction, non-fiction. Yeah, non-fiction books, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have to take a picture of yourself uh, every day for the 35 days. You need to drink a gallon of water. Yeah. And you need to have a, you need to follow a strict diet, including clean food. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, perfect. That's what it is. So every day for seventy five days, yes. you did that. Did you did you go through the first seventy five or did you? No, how'd you I, go? I didn't. Yeah. I did thirty five days. Thirty five. And I'm, at that moment, I was someone that was really hard on myself about waking up at four five a.m. because that that time changed my life too. You know what I mean? The yeah. way that you know when I said that if you wake up tomorrow five a.m. stop smoking. Yeah. And I wasn't doing it. I wasn't waking. I was waking up at six a.m. So I didn't have much time to work out, and I need to stick in those forty five minutes. And I was like, I'm gonna put another condition. Wake up at four or three thirty a.m. If you don't do that, you fail seventy-five hard. Really? I fucking failed two weeks later. But you failed because you woke up later. Yes. So you didn't actually fail what Andy Frisella says. Yes. You failed on your own thing because I put uh, my own condition, oh, which Andy. is a mistake. Because Andy and uh, uh, Andy Frisella, he says, don't put any more conditions on shit like that. What time are you going to bed? Nine, eight thirty. Okay, so yeah. you're still able to get some good sleep. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know that crazy. I understand the importance <laughs> of sleep. Yeah, cool. And then I felt many times after that because I f because I felt the first time, and that's a science proof uh, in the uh, 75 heart book. Andy Fisher explains that you felt the time, the first time you might felt five, six times more. Yeah, and it happened. Yeah, and it completed 75 heart uh, the 15th of March of 2021. Okay, right. Yeah. And then what happened is that two, one month later, I changed to this house where we are now. Yeah. Bigger house, 
better for me is closer to the to the beach, uh, closer to the outdoor gym in San Kilda. Yep. And I wanted to go to the gym. I have, I have, at that time, I haven't gone to a gym, indoor gym. I was just working out outdoor. Right. Well, the gyms got closed through COVID anyway, as well, Anyway, but right? at that moment, like, I finished in March, and then in 2021, but it was just, at that moment, it was open. Okay. But uh, I started going to the gym in May 2021. Mm-hmm. And I was in, I was, you know, having a good life. Yeah. Have saved up up to fifteen thousand for myself. I was able to pay my uni. No, everything was good. Everything was good, and then I finished seventy five hard. Two months, but I stopped there. I wanted to do life hard. Sorry, lift hard program. Live hard, right? Lift right. Lift hard program. Yeah. And then one month later, I started listening more to Andy Frisera, searching more about seventy five hard. I wanted to know more about lift hard program. Mm-hmm. And I found out that I didn't do properly. Really? That's identified hard. Okay. Because because uh, my workout sometimes, I was finishing a 45 minutes workout and then one hour later I was doing the, oh. the next 45 minutes. So that's another, another thing is you've got to have at least, what, three, three hours, hours of yes. a gap between the yes. two workouts. Right? And I forgot about that. Okay. And then also about the oil, the oil, oil, oil I was using. Or so or if or I was, so I was cooking with a like yeah if I say I don't know like this Oreo I forgot the sunflower Oreo or that kind of stuff yeah that's not technically a fail though but that was a part of your diet yes. that's not not good exactly yeah 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 exactly. I definitely try to avoid all of that and I yeah. do but yeah that's interesting you so you're very then, strict so and then I was like fuck need to change to olive Oreo coconut Oreo <laughs> And I was using, you know, I was, I didn't do it properly. I didn't do, yeah, I didn't do it right. Wow. So I decided, yes, let's do it. Let's do it again. Let's and I again. publish on Instagram. I'm going to fucking do 75 again. I kept failing. I kept failing. What failing. would you fail at? Drink the water. Really? Drink the water was one of my biggest challenges. Did you ever fail at uh, non-taking the photo? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Wow. My brother, he's failed, I think, three times, only from the photo. I think maybe it's once from the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting, yeah. It's And I fell many times. Yeah. Yeah, many times, many times until 2023 that I fucking did. You just did it? Yes. That was the first time that officially finishing? Officially finishing. Dude. Yes. That was yesterday? Yes, it was Holy fucking yesterday. Shit. Congratulations. And thank you. Senti Fahar became my life. Yeah. Became a lifestyle. By failing and I got up, I kept doing it, kept doing it. There were a few times that I stopped because I was fucking sick, exhausted, working mm. out twice. I kept going, kept going. And yeah, until I just did. Well done, man. So I, I kept pushing, I kept pushing. And this one, as I told you, I raised my standards. Mm. So in September of 2022, I was like, fuck it. I was not running that much. Right, I was running two times per week, three times per week, but it was not a must. It was yeah. just let's run. If I don't feel like it, okay, don't run. You know what I mean? So in two, in last September, I was like, fuck it, you know, I wanna become an athlete. I wanna become a fucking badass motherfucker. And because also I have a challenge that I owe to myself, a challenge that I'm gonna do the 28th of January of this year, and I've been training for 30 months for that shit. Yeah, what's the challenge? I'm going to attempt to do 4,200 pull-ups. Wow! In 24 hours. Wow! 
and I'm gonna raise money for a kid that uh, has cancer, wow. cancer of liver. Four thousand two hundred push-ups in twenty pull-ups. Pull pull ups, yeah. Sorry, in in twenty-four hours. Yeah. What's Goggins' record? That's also the reason too. Is it, would that break his record? No, he no. is gonna do four thousand. He did. Sorry, he did four thousand and thirty-two pull-ups in seventeen hours and sixteen minutes. Okay. I wanna do four thousand and fifty in seventeen hours and ten minutes, right? Because I also wanna broke a uh, Cameron Harms. Cameron Haynes. Son's record too. Yeah. Because he did the same, but he did 4,050 in 50 pull-ups pull in 17 hours and 16 minutes. Right, so he's since beaten Goggins' record he that beat he talks Goggins. about in, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. in his first book. Wow. So I want to beat both records, <laughs> but I don't want to stay there. I want to get to 4,200. Wow. Well, surely if you... And dude, that's amazing. That's a world record for a reason. Surely if you get to that, I mean, I know your body, you're going to be very tired, but you, you'll then have like six hours to do another 185 pull-ups, right? Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. You'll have another six hours, right? Yeah. Is, is my math correct? Uh, to, yeah, yeah. To get I, to 4,200. Yes, but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty confident and sure. Yeah, I'm sure you will. I'm going to get to 4,000 in 17 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I already wrote down the math. I already write down and rewrite down the minutes, how many pull-ups I'm gonna be in, how many in one hour, in two hours, in three hours, how many how many minutes I'm gonna rest between a uh, thousand pull-ups and these pull-ups and this amount of pull-ups and I did again. And I, you know when I did? Mm. Just before the New Year's. Yeah. I started manifesting, visualizing everything. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna get 200 pull-ups in this time and then I'm gonna get to 500 pull-ups in this time and this and this and this. I'm going through it again. Wow. Because I'm confident enough. I'm ready. If I want to do it tomorrow, I, I go. So f so just repeat the numbers for me again. So in 17 hours and 15 minutes, you're yeah. going for the world record. No, the world record. They were, no, I just want to break Goggins' record. Okay. But Goggins' record is was previously the world record. Yes, it was previously. So what was that? That was 4,032 pull-ups. And 32. Yes. In 17 hours. And 16 minutes. And 16 minutes. So you want to then go after that yeah. and do 4,200, yeah. so yeah. an extra 185, yeah. or no, less, 168 uh, yeah. push-ups yeah. in another seven hours. So I want to take his hole. Yeah, That's take his I hole. Want. I want to <laughs> fucking take the guy's hole. <laughs> you have a ticket to see him talk? He's coming here in February. I'm trying to work out with him. Yeah? I'm trying to, to work out with him. Dude, I'm sure if you break his record... He'll May as well I mean, be he'll, the twenty eighth of January. You'll have his soul. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah, what sure. I want. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna see Goggins. Uh, I mean I have listened many to his many times his podcast, two, three, four times. Read he, his first book four times. I just finished his second book. Mm -hmm. Uh the thing that I want is to work out with him. I'm trying and working with a friend to see if they're gonna allow us to work out with him nice. when he comes. The, that's why it's going to be on the 28th of January, yeah. the pull-up record. And then next week I might be with him or no. Who knows? Yeah. So he's coming the week after, is he? Uh, yes. In, in February. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Good so, luck, man. I'm, I'll yeah. have to come down and, and see that. Yeah, yeah. I'll, it's going to be next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. So, yeah, that's why I was like, I need to start Sentify Hard. I need to do it, you know, in, in September 2022. I need to do it and I create a program. Yeah. based on the pull-ups okay and also i said 
but you are gonna run every day. You have to run every day, and that's a must into your workout. Why? Why is running so important for you? Because that's how I control my mind. That's how I control my mind. That's how I enable to feel alive. How, that's how I'm able to wake up every morning because I was trying to wake up before September. Mm. I, I was, I'm the guy who wake up at 4 a.m., 5 a.m., but before that, in winter, I wasn't I wasn't doing that. Yeah, I wasn't doing that, and I was like, fuck, fucking tired of that. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to run, and that is what pull, is pulling me out of bed. That puts me out of bed, but... Knowing that I'm gonna run, it stops, it stops me in the door. I'm just like, fuck, I have to go find another run. Fuck. Fuck again. So even though you know you have to do it and it helps control your mind, you still feel that, oh, I've got to fucking do this again yes. every day. Yes, every day. Amazing. Every day, mate. But you every push day. it. Yeah, you, I push you it. You keep the discipline. You get yes. out even probably, I mean, it gets light now in, yeah. the, in the summer, but it's still probably dark when you're going out. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. It's yeah. dark. Yeah. Is that, and yeah. So in September, I I decide okay, let's run every day and let's do this program for the pull-ups using seventy-five hard. Yeah. One well, two weeks later, I got sick for the first time in four years. Mm. First time in four years, I was what the fuck? Yeah. What's happening? Healthier I, than ever, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I was what's happening. My body felt weak, and I kept pushing. I kept working out. Mm. I kept pushing, pushing, pushing. But there was a moment that my body shut down. Wow. It was like no more. And I was like, "You are mentally tough. Come on, wake up. Come on, get up." No, I couldn't go. I couldn't come more. And I was working, and I was, and I was doing any stuff, managing retrain, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, "No, I could." I, I felt because I couldn't. I couldn't. And I need I need need to also um, change a little bit of my diet to recover my energy and everything. Yeah. So because of that, and then one week later, when I recovered, I go back to it, mm-hmm. and I started the event of October 2022. Yeah. And 11 days later, uh, I was eating a tuna, and I was yeah, this tuna is good. It's included into my meal plan. And then something clicked in my mind, you should check the label. And I started reading, reading, it has 5% of mayonnaise, mayonnaise. Mayonnaise, yeah. Yeah. Fuck. I don't accept sauce. Wow. Sauce in my, yeah. Fuck. Let's start again. <laughs> oh, dude. I, l- then, I love the integrity. Yes. Yeah. And you then, understand, yeah? Yeah. Integrity, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, fuck, but I've been running... 11 days in a row straight I have never done that before and now you have to do 75 75 more days of running start again how are you gonna get to that point you have to run every day now for 75 days more <laughs> and now 11 days in I was just fuck okay let's do this man and I st- uh, and then I did I start I was doing 48 a week Wow. 40 day, 48 kilometers a week yeah. and I finished 75 hard with 120 kilometers a week between 100 between night 90 to 120 kilometers a week animal so you like more than doubled it yes almost I tripled doubled it, it. Yeah. I started running 5 kilometers for recovery runs 7 kilometers for mid, mid pace runs and 10 kilometers for fast pace 
and now I'm and now I am 10 kilometers for um, recovery runs, 12 for mid mid pace runs, and 15 to 20 to a marathon for yeah. Long runs, fast pace. You man. did a three-hour and sixteen-minute marathon on on New Year's Day. Yes, I did. That was hot. It was hot. It was a warm day. You you do you do you want to know something funny? Yeah, please. So I woke up and I was yeah I'm gonna run a half marathon. I got my gels. I got my camel bike. Let's go. And my my mind was that's the good thing about seventy-five hard. Oh, I don't know about you, but my mind now is is supporting me. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, hey motherfucker, you can go more. Hey man, you can go more. Your body is strong. Your body is ready, and I'm ready to go war. Mm. Let's fucking go. <laughs> I was like, all right, let's go. Let's do 30 or 35. And then my pace was faster than the week before because the week before I did 32 kilometers, and I was faster. I was like, fuck. And that day when I do the That when I did it 32 kilometers, I was like, I should go for a marathon now. But I wasn't ready. I thought that. And then the next Sunday, I was like, fuck, I'm ready. Let's <laughs> fucking go. And then I was like, okay, from home, which is uh, Elwood, to the end of Port Mervyn, mm -hmm. to the um, port, yeah. where they say, don't go fire more. And they have a fence over there. That's oh, wow. when I went back. And I was at that moment, I was like, wait, I need to see how my body is gonna behave after I go after 10 kilometers. And I won't go back and my pace start increasing. I go to 419. Wow. And I was uh, at the 14th kilometer and I called a friend. He would just walk up. I was like, bro, I'm doing it. And he was like, what are you doing, man? Are you crazy? <laughs> I'm doing the marathon. And he was like, no, man, don't do that. Relax, go back to bed, man. You've been you've been pushing hard a lot. Don't do that. I was like, in my mind, I was like, you don't know me, son. <laughs> <laughs> And then I was like, I need water. I just need water. Why I, why I need water? Because I, it was getting hotter. I need water. I had water in my camel bag, but yeah. I need water to cool down my body yeah. and to wet my clothes. My clothes. So uh, I could I could keep keep my my body cool. Yeah, and then he was like, "Yes, meet me at this point." I was, "Yeah, I'm gonna be there at this point." And then I met him, but he gave me two gatorades. Wow! He gave me the water. I was like pouring the water on my body. He gave me salt because I asked for salt because that's good. Uh, it avoids any cramps. Yeah. Cramps. So I got salt like that on the street, <laughs> uh, put in my mouth, and then he gave me the gatorades, and then I just started running again. I uh, kept the pace, thank God. I was worried about uh, dropping the pace mm. because I stopped for one minute because he was not ready. Mm. He saw me and he was just taking out everything from his bag. I was like, this fucker. <laughs> wow. And so you didn't even stop because you got your phone on your on your arm, right? Yeah, you don't but I had, I had my AirPod. Okay. So I could be able to call him. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't stop. But you didn't pause the time? No. Wow. I, I did. Actually, I did for one oh, minute. Did. Okay. Yeah, I did for one minute. And... But you lose momentum. You can lose momentum, right? Yes, yeah, I, I was like, "Fuck!" And then he gave me two gears, and where do I get in? <laughs> I started running with those gears. Yeah, right. For five kilometers, two gears in on yeah uh. in my hands. It was fucking heavy, but well I kept done. the pace. Yeah. But that affect my pace after all because my ha my arms started getting feeling heavier yeah. because of that. 
But then, you know, I went I went to Brighton. So it was like from home, Elwood, to Port Melbourne, back to Elwood, then Sandringham Hampton and back to Elwood. Wow. So that was forty two kilometers. Is that your first ever marathon? Yes. Your first ever marathon yes. was Yes. Five days ago. Yes. And you did a three sixteen. Yes. And when did when did you properly start running? You said you played soccer in high school, but but it's, was, it's different. It's I different. played soccer for twenty yeah, years, yeah, yeah. but going for a long run is different to it's running totally in soccer. Different. So maybe a couple, of, only a couple of years ago was your first run. My first run was in twenty twenty one, in October twenty twenty one. October. It was I think the fourth of the next Monday. Fourth of fourth of October. Yeah, I think fourth of the eleventh October, twenty twenty one. I started seventy five hard the seventh of October, twenty twenty one. That's when I started. That was my twenty ninth birthday. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing, bro. Fuck, dude, you're a great runner. Yeah, for someone who's only been runner. running for fourteen months less. Yeah, but it gave me issues in the beginning. I fucked up my knees. Yeah, right. The beginning because I started running. I was reading reading Goggins book. Yeah. So that gave me like the push to run. Yeah. And I started uh, you know running and then in November I got injured. Yeah. In November of 2021 I got uh, my two shoulders got injured um because of doing heavy heavy pull-ups with weights and everything. I got injured. I was very frustrated and during thing that could do it was my you know running use my legs yeah so i then i was like fuck i already done 10 kilometers but i was just doing 10 kilometers every friday since like october 4th yeah. and then in november i think 20th i was like fuck i should do a 20 20 kilometers run yeah but it was in my mind and then one day i started running because we have a running group with a reclaim yeah and i was like, yeah you're gonna do five kilometers and the guys went back. I kept going, I kept going, and I finished. Uh, I did twenty kilometers, but at kilometer at the kilometer seventeenth, I started feeling pain in my knees and in my hip fressors, and I fucked up my hip fressors. Yeah, fressors. Yeah, and then I yeah fucked up my knees, but I kept running. After yeah. that, I kept running, kept running, and then I was trying to push my running, my 10K. I was trying to do a sub 40 uh, 10K running. A what? A sub, sub 40. Sub 40 so, minute 10K. Yeah, yeah. Wow, sub that's quick. But I got to 40, uh, 41 minutes. Okay. But that day was when I really injured my both knees. Okay. Really fucked my knees. And then after that, I, I was running, but I was running, I kept running like every Friday. Yeah, but it was really bad. Knees are no good. Yeah, you've got to take care of the body. Yeah. I see you follow knees over toes guy on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, he's that's why <laughs> he's he's good, good to help with the knees. I do. I did one of his workouts today. Yeah, that's right. Earlier today. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, there's so many things I feel yes. we could pick from, man. I'm I'm aware that I don't want to keep you up too much longer because I know I mean, you're, I, you're probably going to go to bed early to I get up at four a.m. I can keep talking, bro. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I, I would love to learn more about Reclaim because yes. we've just started, sort of started, you've just sort of mentioned it there, but when did you get into it? And, and Damien, who is a guy that you work with there at Reclaim, yeah. from the little research that I'd done prior to yes. this, he was on that first podcast episode with you guys because yeah. you, you guys have a podcast together. And I know that you, that's sort of how Bastion met you as well. Yeah. But if you could maybe talk about that and when you got involved in that, 
I would love to yeah learn about it. So in 2021, it was the moment that I was, I was really aware about my life and everything, but I wanted to create something where people, you know, where you know you need you can have people that support you because all my time since i changed my life until 2021 i was by myself no one helped me no one support me no one yeah excluding my, the peruvian guys that gave me the talk but sure. like no one gave me money no one support me no one you know no one i did all by myself and i was feeling lonely and then I was like, I want to help people that are going through that process because I was developing a, 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 a guy with mental toughness and yeah. I was researching about mental toughness. I was developing my mental toughness and I became so aware that there are many people that, you know, they don't know about mental toughness, mental fortitude, and they get weak and they go back to their past. And also there are many people alone. So what if I bring people together with myself, yeah. have like that network of people that, hey, read this book, hey, let's go for a run, hey, let's do this, hey, this is how you should improve, you are doing this run, I think this way is gonna help you. I wanted to do that. And I was it was during lockdown and uh, I was working out at the outdoor gym in San Kilda. And then because of lockdown, Damian came and all the few guys came and we just started talking and we, uh, Damian and I, we just, connect with each other so much because having uh, the same thoughts about COVID mm -hmm. and all the vaccination shit and about everything, that's how we connected. Yeah. Because I make a joke about how ah, these guys are gonna cross the park. They were crossing the outdoor gene. I was like, fuck these guys, everything. They don't have to do that. And he started telling me, <laughs> yes, man, this is so fucked, you know, this is so grown, what is going on? So we started talking, we started like one hour, two hours talking about, you know, wow. how grown this, this situation was. Yeah. And then we went, you know, from talking about that to spirituality, frequency, quantum field, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I love it. So it was crazy. And then Dash was, there was, there was, an, there was another guy with us, Dash. Mm -hmm. And Dash, he started listening to us, and he's he was a he was becoming a life coach at that moment, and he started talking to us. And he didn't meet any people like us mm -hmm. before, and he came from UK. He had just arrived to to Melbourne, but he was around Australia. But he had just arrived to Melbourne. And he got stuck during the lockdown, yeah. and he was trying to find people with the same open mind that he has yeah and then he heard about us well he heard us talking and then we started talking we became friends and then we came out he asked me one day hey i, I feel like there is no community sense during this area I was yeah no there is no community sense and i want to create a community or have people around me that you know support me and i can support them and he was yeah the same yeah. and then we talked to damien about that and we create a community. Yeah, we create a community of you know people. Uh, you know, we invited everyone to work out, to do yoga, to do abs, to go to the water in the morning, to do breath work, to do meditation together, to invite people to be authentic. Mm. Yeah, well done, dude. It's fucking epic. Like it, I, it I was love epic. it. Such a great thing that is needed at all times, but yes. no doubt needed in those lockdowns. 
I've talked to many people, Bastion being one of them, about yeah. Yeah, my views. I think we share the same views on how... Yeah, I heard you guys uh, talking uh, on the podcast about that. And I didn't get fascinated too. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's a personal choice, but the fact yeah. that it was mandated, I think was wrong. Yes. And it's now come out, you know, even in mainstream, yeah. that it was, it was maybe not uh, the correct thing to do. Yes, that's right. And, you know, for anyone listening who maybe did get it and maybe doesn't want it still in their body, whatever the case may be, there's definitely ways you can get it out. I would recommend, you know, researching that, yeah. detoxing, vitamins, mm-hmm. all of these things. You can you can get that out of you. But I think, you know, what you're doing, living that healthy life, even with 5% of mayonnaise in a fucking tuna can, bro, like that is a high standard. It's high standard. Yeah. It's high standard. And the fact that you're going for a world record is you know testament yeah. to that those standards that you're you're not holding back i love what you've created with Re- reclaim yeah i would love to get down to uh one of your events at some point uh where we stopped reclaim oh you stopped because i stopped it because of sanctify her okay are you gonna so, start it again mm, maybe maybe no okay. but that's the awareness that sanctify her came it yeah. gave me so through sanctify her so dash left in august okay and he was like reclaim is not anymore in my goal i see not anymore in my future and i was feeling really frustrated about that and damian was free feeling frustrated about that but i didn't understand why and i kept pushing with reclaim i was yeah i want to do this i want to do this i want to help people and i was you know i was creating the marketing we launched the podcast and everything and during sanctify her and I was running because when I run, it's when the, all the knowledge came, comes and when I meet with my soul and I go deeper with myself about what I want in life. Yeah. Something came to my life saying like, you are doing a lot with regret and it's not giving you time for what you want in life, what you, you truly want in life. Interesting. And yeah, I was like, yeah, I don't see a regret in my future. In the way it is, right. in the way of the, in that current format, like wellness, healing, morning sessions, all that kind of stuff. Sure. And I went to talk to Damien, but I was having in my mind that in two weeks, and then and one day I was yeah, I need to stop recreating mm. because another some like because another thing came to my mind. Something that seemed to have helped me is that when I was boy i was playing soccer and i was about to become professional but because of alcohol drugs and party and because i chose to go to party instead of training in the morning i couldn't yeah but when i was playing soccer there was a kid with will with power that wanted to become a professional that wanted to lead the team wanted to play for uh this colombian soccer team to go to a world cup all that kind of stuff and then we sanctify her. I felt the kid. I felt the guy, but through running, and the mo- and during that moment there was an Ironman in Melbourne, and I f- saw myself doing an Ironman. I saw myself doing a hundred mile run. I saw myself going to the Olympics. I don't know, but it came to my mind, and I was like, if I keep doing recreation, you know, you know, this is going, this is not going to help me to get there, right? And then. And the challenge, the challenge was coming. This challenge of the pull-ups, and I was like, "Recreating is just going through my way." So I was like, "No, I need to stop doing that." So I went to talk to Damien, and we were analyzing everything, the business, how everything was going, and we noticed that I wasn't pulling my heart mm. anymore. 
because I was putting more my heart into becoming an athlete. Yeah. Into uh, following this path of endurance athlete. And he, we, and, and I was, and you, you are not also, you know, having that heart for Ukraine too. And I felt it. And he was like, and, and I know you are feeling the same too. And then we say, man, we should stop. Yeah. And yeah. Fair enough. But it's something that Sentif Hart came, it gave me. Yeah. But at this moment, like, I don't want to stop recreating, but Sentif Hart gave me an awareness of how to keep doing recreating, but not now, yeah. in the future. Uh, but it's it has to be something more about myself and more about Damien, because recreating was not representing us. Sure. Because you see my Instagram and uh, you go and see, well, now not anymore because I removed so many posts. Sure. But now you used to see Recrain and my Instagram or Recrain and Damien's TikTok, totally fucking different. Right. It was, we were not authentic in there and we wanted to bring people to be authentic. Right, but, but we, you weren't being your authentic yes, self. Yes, exactly. And my authentic self is fucking doing the pull-ups <laughs> one in every day, becoming an athlete. A savage. It's, full-time savage full-time savage i have it right in there and on in my mirrors I, I can see it man i can see it in the way you're talking in yeah. your actions and i i understand having finished live hard on my 30th birthday or the day yeah. before my 30th birthday right well done the the blinkers that you get the tunnel vision yes so i played soccer for 20 years yeah. uh, and decided to finish at the end of last season in august wow. of 2020 decided to stop um, I love the game, yeah. but I just felt the level that I was committing to, not that I was above everyone else there, yeah, yeah, yeah. but the collective team wasn't on the same page mm-hmm. and I wasn't able to influence it to the level that I could get out of doing mm-hmm. phases one, two, and three and ultimately 75 hard. Yeah. And for anyone who's listening, phases one, two, and three are what you do as part of Live Hard, the full year that Andy Frisella talks about in episode 208 of his podcast, which yeah. I'll put in the in the show links, show notes, because it's amazing. In fact, I'll just mention this now because one of my best mates, Sam Knott, who introduced me to 75 hard, yeah. Like you had a mate who introduced it to you after your 90 days of workouts. Sam introduced it to me, but he is yet to complete and he started today. Again, day one. That's amazing. Amazing. So shout out to Sammy. I know he'll be listening to this and uh, I think he'll definitely be pumped up having heard your story to to make it happen this time yeah. because it changed my fucking life, dude. Mm-hmm. I did a half Ironman in Texas in fucking October, great. 15, not 15 days, nine, nine days after finishing live hard fucking great you know i was training for that for the last two months yeah. in the lead up to that and now what i plan to do this year is a lot more of that sort of tunnel vision mm-hmm. i'm not gonna necessarily talk about that now because mm-hmm. this is about you this episode yeah, but I, this, I, right. I just understand and resonate with yeah. that so i would love to know for you then what is the next five ten years like do you have a plan a vision i do have it please share so I'm gonna share this because it's gonna happen and I'm manifesting it right now. Fuck yeah. So it's gonna come the pull-ups on the 28th of January. That's when everything start. it starts. But everything started the last Sunday when I did the marathon. Mm. That's when everything started. Because that's, that's when I show to myself that I'm able to do what I want to do. That I'm able to create, to go the distance, to achieve my goals. So. Then the pull-ups are gonna come. 
And then after that, the four by four, that forty eight of Goggins are gonna do it again <laughs> uh, in March. And then I wanna upgrade my level. I gonna go higher. I wanna do sixty sixty uh, k running or hundred k running in April. And then I wanna I'm gonna go to an event in Great Ocean Road to do a sixty k trail running. Yeah. And then in June I'm gonna start training for the half Ironman. To uh yeah to do in in twelfth of November of twenty twenty three in Melbourne in Melbourne amazing uh, I wanna do the half uh, the Melbourne Marathon I wanna finish top ten and I fucking finish top ten and and also so I wanna do these pull ups I wanna raise <laughs> money for a kid wow right yeah and in August I'm gonna be it's gonna be like the second challenge that I'm gonna raise money for someone and I wanna do I wanna do hundred mile running wow. And then after that, it's, I think it's gonna be my life as an athlete is gonna start yeah. as it is. And in six months, I wanna finish uni. I'm gonna graduate, and I'm gonna start working in a marketing company yeah. as I'm, you know, marketer. And I have two years to get my permanent residence in Australia. Yeah. And then after that, um, after getting the permanent residence, I'm gonna start my own company. Yeah. Maybe I'm gonna use recreate, maybe no. Mm. But it's gonna be about sports and nutrition, active wear, all that kind of stuff about, you know, uh, healthy life, being an athlete life, kind of the same stuff that Andre Frisera does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With first form. Yes, kind of something like that. And going from there, becoming a full time savage. Full time savage. Yes. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, and that's yeah. just that's just this year, a lot of those things that you yes. talked about. I, I can see it's gonna happen, man. It's happening. Yeah. Well done. Good luck. Yeah, um, it's happening. I'm gonna enjoy witnessing it. In ten years, yeah. do you have a vision? Because you're what 23. You're yeah. saying 24. What date in March? Uh, in February, 27th. Oh, 27th of February. Sorry, 27th of February. Yeah. Okay, amazing. So you're turning 24 yeah. on the 27th of February. Yeah. What about in ten years? Say on your 34th birthday. Where what 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 do you think your life will be? Do you do you plan and vision that far into the future? Yes, 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 I do. I see myself big guy, really big guy, because I have ambition with myself being a big guy talking to myself mm. when I was in twenty twenty. Big guy, having a beautiful wife. She's gonna be blonde, blue eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yes, uh, maybe we wanna have one or two kids. I want four kids. Yeah. Uh, maybe one at a time. Two. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to be a millionaire. Yeah. Having this company that I want to start after getting my permanent residence. Mm -hmm. be also, at that time, I want to be a, an Australian citizen. Nice. Uh, I might be having a big house in Brighton in front of the beach. <laughs> and waking up every morning, getting after it, yeah. running high. Ma uh, no marathons, ultra marathons. Nice. Also, um, helping people, helping a lot of people, going around different countries, doing is uh, speaking, speaking. I love speaking. Yeah. In front of people, telling them, you know, how you can be, be how you can become better. I did that with Recreate. I used to speak on the beach. Nice. Six a.m. Hey guys, this is how you should become better. Give them a pump up. Exactly. Let's fucking go. And uh, yeah, I'll be doing that. And I'm gonna be with my parents here in Australia. I'm gonna bring them here. 
to live? Yes. Nice. Yes, yes. Your sister? No, she's no. a daughter. She's, oh, she she's making stay, she's making her beautiful life there. Nice. Yeah. And yeah. That's like my plan. And yeah, in twenty G I I can't assure you more with twenty years. Yeah. I know I'm gonna be in twenty years, I wanna have um nine, ten million house in Sorrento. <laughs> Uh, with a big garden where you can play soccer. Nice. I want to have a re- red Lamborghini. <laughs> it's happening. I see all, when I always see a, a Lamborghini and imagine myself in a red Lamborghini yeah. and my dad is next to me and I drive in that oh, shit. You know, you know, Andy Frisella says that as well. He envisaged himself yes. in those cars. Yes. And now he's got it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, red cars go faster as well. So I like yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I'm going to have four kids. Yeah. Uh, with my wife, um, beautiful house in Sorrento when I can wake up and work out. Yeah. Uh, when I have my building. My building in, in CBD around the Crown Casino, around the Eureka Tower. Yeah. I want to have my building there. Nice. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. Yes, fucking do it. Let's do it, dude. I'm excited. I feel like we're going to... I'll try to keep up with you on some runs, but I feel like we're going to hang out after this. It's been a pleasure, a pleasure to meet you, a pleasure to learn about your story. Thank you so much for for all that you've shared, bro. No, thank you so much for this. I love it. I love doing it. You're you're more than welcome. But before we go, I would love to get your thoughts on a question that I ask everyone at the end of these episodes, which was from episodes or podcasts rather that I always used to listen to your Tim Ferriss, Joe Rogans, yep. they would ask these very high profile people the same question. And I always thought, well, what if you ask the everyday person, yeah. maybe the person at the start of their journey, which, you know, maybe you're not at the start, you're not at day one, although you are as well, day, day one. one. Day one is, every day is day one. Every me. day is day one. Yeah. So you're at the start of your journey and the, the question is, what advice would you give to your younger self? Say if the person's 60 years old, you know, they're giving advice to their 20-year-old self, but you're 23. Mm-hmm. So to you, Andres, I would love to know what advice would you like to give to your future self and say your 63-year-old self if you could project 40 years into the future? I think the advice I will give to myself when I'm young, to my younger self when I'm 60 years old is that I stepped at the line, the beginning life of the ultramarathon. I stepped there. Step at the pull-up bar <laughs> and start. Don't be afraid to go. Start and keep doing it until you complete what you want. Doing it and keep going because you don't know what's going to happen in front of you, but you want to achieve all your dreams. Just keep going because once you start doing those pull-ups or start running the ultramarathon, your life is going to change and you want to achieve all what you want and you want to make your parents happy and proud and you know you're gonna make your grandfather so fucking proud of yourself and your life is gonna is gonna be amazing after stepping in the star line because you're gonna finish everything because any anything you want to start you have to finish it just finish it it doesn't matter how but make sure you finish it right and make good in this world because you're a fucking savage. Love That's it, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> any uh, any final thoughts? Maybe let people know where they can 
getting getting contact with you on Instagram anywhere else? Yes, uh, I yeah on Instagram as mental toughness. Mental toughness. Mental toughness on Instagram, on TikTok. I think official mental toughness. Yeah. I don't use much TikTok. Uh, yeah, and more on Instagram. All mental right. toughness. We'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. And uh, dude, thank you so much. Any final thoughts before we before we go? Um. I just want to say to everyone who is listening to this, guys, whatever you guys want to create or start in life, do it. Do it. If you guys are in a bad position, find a way to change. Just think about what you want and start going. And start researching about how you can get to there. Start step by step. I started working out, you know, just 10 minutes a, a day. And now I do two hours of workouts all that kind of stuff just a star whatever you want to do in life you can do it because it is possible and it is possible when you set your mind to go for it and stay savage <laughs> stay savage amen brother thank you so much amen yeah thank you bro it was a pressure pleasure bro thank you great to meet you And there it is, another episode of The Hope Initiative. Absolute pleasure to meet Andreas in such quick time. Thank you so much for your energy, bro. I really appreciate it. Seems like great timing, which was also what happened when I met Bastion back in 2021. And he re-came into my life last year. It's been a great 2022 and I'm already pumped for 2023. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a family member or friend, somebody you think will get some value out of it. All of the links to Andreas, to the fundraiser and everything we mentioned is in the show notes. And as always, keep creating your life and all the very best.